Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing this morning? Uh, it'll get better. It'll get better. So, um, well, it's really, uh, it's really nice to uh, to be visiting with uh, with you folks again. I really enjoy these we uh, these we short yearly trips um, that I get uh, that I get to do. Um, get to tick a few wee boxes. Um, I, I get to spend a wee bit of time with my parents um, as they're as they're aging. Um, get to spend a wee bit of time, sort of just uh, connecting with some churches and promoting camp a little bit. Sometimes interviewing some staff and just continuing to build links with uh, with young people in Northern Ireland who sometimes come over and uh, and serve with us during the summer. Um, so first off, um, I just arrived like a couple of days ago, but I've seen my parents a couple of times, and uh, when they heard it was coming to Teen Grove, they, they said, "Well, make sure." Make sure you, you let everybody there know who uh, who remembers us at least uh, to pass on their uh, their, their fond uh, their fond greetings um, to you folks. I know they're they're definitely uh, cruising down the uh, the aging uh, the aging road. Um, it's kind of funny, you know. You kind of you grow up from being a wee baby from crawling, and then you know you get the your your upright and your tallest stage, and then you start going back down again, you know, until you go vertical. So, uh, so they're they're well on the way to uh, to going vertical. They they both have wee matching rollators um, that they cruise around their wee uh, their wee living room in. They're uh, they're in a fold at the moment. They've been in a wee fold for about uh, a, a year and a half, and they're they're enjoying that. Um, and they'll, they'll, I think they'll, they'll they'll try to just stay in there as long as they can before they have to uh, take the next wee wee step into wee care home. But uh, they remember you folks very fondly, and uh, they said to make sure to pass on that pass on the greetings. Um, so, uh, so related to related to camp. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I've been uh, I've been over in Canada for uh, probably about maybe 21. I've been married for 21 years. I'm married a Canadian, so I've been living over there for about 22 years. And it's it's funny because uh, uh, a while ago there, I said to my wife, I says, "I uh, I'm, uh, I'm 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 heading home." And she said, "Hang on a minute." She said, "Where's your home?" She says, "Your wife's here. Your kids are here. This is where your home is." So I guess in some ways Canada is my home, but there's a, there's, there's coming back to Ireland, there's, there's always a, a wee taste where it still feels a bit like home, and uh, I love coming to Ballinahinch, I love coming to Eden Grove, and it's really nice seeing you folks. So, but a bit about uh, a bit about camp. So um, we had so last summer we had uh, it's, it's kind of averaged out. We have about maybe eight uh, eight to ten um, young folks from Northern Ireland who've been joining us, you know, over the last sort of you know eight to ten years. So last year we had about eight. Eight, uh, eight folks from Northern Ireland coming and join us, uh, which was uh, which was great. Um, it's become nearly a little bit generational now too. So, so Jack and Isabel, um, their uh, their grandkids um, have come out for a couple of summers. Uh, their granddaughter Sarah actually just arrived uh, at our place the day before I came here. Um, she's come to stay with us for about five months to sort of help out getting ready for the summer and then getting stuck in. She's done a lot of our photo video stuff. Um, but the wee, the wee Irish links of, of people are uh, have sort of just been a real lifeline for us, and um, um, you'll get to see a wee bit of just uh, what, what what camps like. Maybe some of you might uh, might think someday you might like to come and join us out there. So which would be which would be grand. Last summer, like we, we particularly it's a it's a evangelistic mission that we're a part of. So predominantly, um, the focus is uh, providing an opportunity uh, to reach kids who have the least opportunity here in the gospel. So we have like sixty percent of the kids that would come to camp. Um, wouldn't come from church backgrounds at all. Um, last summer, we, we, had, we, had the, we had the makings of a fantastic summer. It's like, you know, camps were full. We had a brilliant staff team. You know, it was exciting. We were sort of looking forward with anticipation, you know, to how, how this was going to go. We had maturity from our staff. We had returning staff. We had full camps. You know, it was, it was all leading up to quite an exciting summer. And it was definitely very challenging because, you know, sometimes whenever... whenever 
Sometimes the more things that God does, uh, or the more powerfully God works, sometimes the more challenging it is. You know, I think whenever, whenever God's really working, it's, it's never easy. There's, there's challenges, there's sacrifices that are needed, there's difficulty, there's, there's extra faith that's sometimes needed really to, to be applied. But in those times, that's, sometimes it's a sign when things are difficult, God's working more. He's wanting to do more. He's wanting to do bigger things and to be encouraged by that. Um, we probably had one of the most turbulent summers I've ever experienced in 18 years of, of, uh, of doing camp ministry. And yet, it was probably one of the most amazing um, in light of that. Um, we, had, we, had, we, had, we had some very challenging kids. Um, I, got, I got bitten twice um, by, uh, by a kid. That's like the first time I've actually... That happened at a school that I worked at a few times, but it was the first time it's happened at a Bible camp. Um, just kids that really just, you know, were, were struggling to be there, had a lot of, uh, you know, different sort of like issues of coping skills and things like that. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's much easier in situations like that to sort of say, Do you know, it'd be a lot easier if they weren't here. A lot easier. They just can't cope with this. We should maybe just like send them home. And you're always trying to look through things with a filter of what is God's heart in this? What is Jesus's heart in that? That would be easier. But what does he want? You know, how does this reflect the character of God? You know, and, and, like, I can make decisions as a camp director, but ultimately it's, it's really up to the staff team and what they, what they are willing to endure and what they're willing to do. And we had, we had some kids that were very, very challenging. And uh, um, I talked to some of the cabin leaders and said, you know, what do you want me to do? This is a, I know this is very difficult. The kid is very challenging. It's taken an awful lot of your time, an awful lot of your energy. And I, I could send him home if you want. But, but what do you think we should do in this? And he said, you know, it would be a lot easier if we sent him home. But if he went home, I would be really gutted. And if there's a way that we can make this work, we would love for them to stay. And we had a number of kids like that. And, but that sort of reflected some of the staff's attitude in that, that, a willingness to really see that these kids would discover Jesus coming from very difficult backgrounds, very challenging backgrounds, but they would have as much opportunity as possible to be touched by the love of Jesus and maybe for their lives to be transformed. That's uh, kind of the it's kind of the the the, uh, the essence of camp. So we had challenging kids, but we had some amazing testimonies. We had our first Muslim um, uh, Muslim kid uh, come to camp. Two kids came from a Muslim background, and you were sort of wondering about that. You know, how will how will they cope with this, and what will the parents think of that? Do you know what? The kid got saved, and he went home. And I bumped into his mum. She lives in the same town as I live in, and uh, I bumped into her in the post office two months after camp, and she said, "Do you know what, Steve? My son had an amazing." at your camp and you know we i just want to tell you this wee story we were we were we were living in this uh, we went to this other house we were staying in a house that wasn't familiar and as we younger brother was scared he was scared it was a new place he'd never been in there before he was scared to go upstairs and my wee son Aon, he says to me he says you know what you don't have to worry he says you don't have to worry he said you know god is here and jesus is here and you know if we trust in him everything is going to be okay you're not alone and this is a wee muslim kid he just discovered and experienced Jesus for the first time at camp, and it's still hell, and he's holding on to it. And his mum has even given that as a testimony. And so you saw we things like that, which were pretty powerful and pretty amazing. Um, we had one of our staff, uh, because sometimes you're always thinking the ministry is to the kids. But sometimes, you know, the ministry is to the staff. Sometimes our staff experience more growth um, there than sometimes the kids do. And it's more noticeable anyway. One of our one of our staff who was there, he he was he was coming. He was struggling with uh, with a lot of baggage, just stuff that had been going on at home. He was one of our Irish staff. Um, there'd been just a lot of challenge. There was a lot of darkness. There was a lot of heaviness, a lot of baggage that he was carrying carrying along with him. And you could sort of tell that that was just on the surface. That it was it was lurking there. 
halfway through the summer, he had a breaking point where there were other things that just escalated at home, and he just like broke, and he was just like weeping, and he was just like he was just broken. And you're wondering in a situation like that, well, what do you do? He's, 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 thousands of, he's a few thousand miles away from home. He's here, you know, we're, we're sort of like we're serving, we're caring for kids. What do, you, what do you do in a situation like that? How does God meet a person in this situation? You know, and, and God met him. And he did a transforming work in him where he was able to take these burdens and lay them at the feet of Jesus and realize they were too big for him to carry, that he could lay them at the feet of Jesus, that he could be free of them, that he could leave them there. And Jesus would pick him up and carry him. My program director said to me the week after when that was done, she said, what happened to Billy? Oh, he's not called Billy, but I'm not going to tell his name just in case someone knows. He says, what happened to Billy? It's like, he's like a changed person. His countenance changed. He was full of life. He was full of joy. It's like he had just been freed from this big burden. I got to see him, I got to see him um, in, uh, in November and asked him you know, how he was doing with all of this. You know, anxiety and depression were the two big things that he'd been dealing with. And he said, you know what, Steve? He said... Anxiety, I, st- I still battle with that. He said, that's a daily, that's a daily thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a choice. I face those challenges. He said, but you know that big depression thing? He said, it's gone. It's like God has taken it and he's lifted it. You know, and so it's just, it's how God meets people, you know, in community. Like camp is all about community. It's really what it is. You know, when, when, when we sort of like look at it in terms of what it does for, for, for kids, it's sort of like it's experience and it's experience in fun and adventure. You know, it's experiencing growth. They're growing in all different sorts of ways. Some of them are just away from home for, for the first time. They're away for five days. They've never been through that. They're battling with a wee bit of homesick. They're working with other people from different places. There's lots of just practical growth that takes place. There's experience in community, and there's experience in God. And in the midst of all of that there, like our hope, our sort of like our goal, our direction, our mandate, but is, in, is in providing this space to provide space where people can be transformed by Jesus. And uh, so, so on the summer side of things, it was exciting. It was great. And we're coming into the last two weeks of our summer, which, which for, for a lot of us, they're our most enjoyable ones. They're, they're ones where we're dealing more with the teens, and it's, there's different programs that we're doing. There are unique camps that are happening. And we got a, we got a visit um, on, the, on, the, on the first night of our, of our camp, just before our last camp, um, by a, a guy in a fire truck in a uniform. And we'd been... You've heard the news from last summer. There's a lot of sort of fire things that were happening, you know, in BC and all over the place. And we had a we had a fire that had grown and grown and grown. It, it sort of had got to about a size of about 40 miles by 40 miles. That was sort of the size of it. And um, but now towns in, in Canada they're they're about 60 miles apart. So uh, that's sort of like the distance. It's about an hour's travel before you hit another town. But there was this area just off to the west of us where this big fire was raging. And, and growing, and so you were aware of it. You were, you could see the smoke. You know, you knew it was there, but it, it hadn't become particularly like threatening. Um, and we got uh, we, we got this uh, we got this visit from a fire chief, and he said, you know, I've been flying over this area. He said, just looking at the whole fire and stuff like that. And this town of Fort St James, which is the town that we live in, he said, you know, if if, if something doesn't happen, if the wind doesn't change direction, if something doesn't happen in a few days, people are going to lose their homes. He said, the fire is just, it's, it's at that stage, and it's moving, and the speed that it's moving at. And he said, so we need a place where we can, we can basically stage our firefighters. We want to bring in firefighters from all over BC, and we need a place where we can stage them and feed them, and this will be like the base where they, where they you know, uh, need to work on the fires. And he says, I've flown over, and there's nobody yet, there's nowhere else that's suitable. This camp would be ideal. What do you think? And, uh, and so you end up having to do a bit of, a bit of thinking and have to talk to our board and really see, you know, what we were excited about, you know, camp was full, we were excited about the potential, and yet this thing came in and basically just like turned us, 
this, this whole thing upside down. And in a short space of time, it became very clear that the right thing to do was to cancel the rest of our season and basically to have these firefighters come in and to serve these firefighters and try to enable them to do whatever it was they were doing, you know, to, uh, to basically save homes and, and deal with this whole fire. So that was what we ended up doing. The next day, we contacted all the parents and told them that uh, um, 7 o'clock that evening, they could come and pick their kids up and that our camp season would be, uh, would be done and everything was changing, um, that we were going to host these, these firefighters. They thought they were going to be with us for, for uh, um, 10 to 14 days. That was what they were anticipating. Day and a half later, um, the fire changed direction and started moving towards the camp, and, uh, and we were evacuated. They basically they said, you know what? He says, we're moving. We're moving back to Vanderhoof, the next town. That's where we're going to set up our staging base. He said, the fire's coming this way here. He said, your camp's going to be fine. He said, we're going to set up sprinkler systems. We're going to make sure that your camp's looked after. If something happens, you're on a lake. So that side of things isn't, isn't bad. He said, but I was wondering, would you, would you bring your team with you? And... Uh, um, there's a school there that they can sort of stay in, and would you like feed us? You know, you've got a cook team, you know, you've got people who can look after stuff, you've ordered food in. And so everything was just changing, and it was just like, it was all these different things. You're wondering, okay, well, what, what, what do we do with all of our staff? What do we do? And, and suddenly, like at a moment's notice, you know, it was you were packing everything up. The firefighters were helping us load everything from camp into trailers, whatever vehicles we could find. We have a camp dog who hasn't been off the site for 16 years. Our dog had to pick him up, stick him in the truck, take him into Vanderhoof. And, uh, but you know, it was just, it was amazing. In the midst of all that chaos, it was like God was just carrying you. You know, and even in the decision making of what you were doing, you know, your brain's just like going, woo, and there's all these decisions that you're having to make, and there's all this stuff that's going on. And it's just like God actually just came along and actually just picked you up and carried you. And you know, there was a verse, every summer there's nearly like, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's often a verse that God just implants um, on uh, and, re- and repeats, and repeats, and repeats. You know, and it's nearly like, because the, the, the word is living. Do you know, and, and whenever we, you know, we looked at, I remember, you know, when, being here in Sunday school, and uh, memorizing scripture and stuff like that, and never really being into it as a kid. And, you know, Betty was my Sunday school teacher, and she didn't tell you I probably wasn't the best Sunday school student. Um, but, you know, the, the aspect of, like, like, memorizing scripture is powerful. It's powerful. There's things that I remember from when I was a kid that God brings back to my mind. Because there's truth in it. And there's not just truth in it. There's power in it. And there's life in it. And it seemed this, this the verse that, that, that God had basically just implanted, he said, you know, I'm going to give you something as a wee gift, Steve. Something for you to do. But there's a wee promise that's associated with it as well. He said, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me. And I will direct your paths. And you know, I don't know, how many of you have heard that verse before? It's a good one, isn't it? It's a great one. And I think with things like that, sometimes, I don't know how many times God has brought that verse back. Because there is such power and life into it. There are so many things that we go through in our lives where there, it, it's not according to our understanding. We don't, we don't know what's happening. We don't agree with what's happening. We don't particularly like what's happening. You know, and there are things that we would much rather change in our lives. And God looks at those things in our life because it affects us all. And he says, in the midst of all of that, he said, trust in me with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. You can't see what all is happening here. He said, but I've got a plan. I've got something that I want to lead you through. But what I want you to do in the midst of this is trust in me with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Keep trusting. Stop worrying. Every time you want to worry and anxiety builds in, Throw it off onto me. Put it at my feet. Trust me. And 
it was just he was he was just he was just working us. And so that was what he was asking us to do. And then as we began to do that, we began to just make this way of what was going to be happening. There was opportunities that happened for our staff. There was another camp about two two hours away. They needed uh, they needed staff. We were able to send like ten staff, you know, to them to help out with their programs. They ended up, they opened their doors and took about 30 of our campers who had missed their camping experience. And they would said, why don't you send them to us? It won't cost them any more. It'll just be, they, they're, they're like 100 pounds more than what we are. But they just said, just bring them. It won't cost them any more. That'll just be fine. And then one of the, one of the corners was, we had a speaker coming over for our team camp from, uh, from Northern Ireland. He's, he's one of the guys who heads up the Alpha program. We were super excited about him coming. Dynamic communicator. And, and, uh, I called him just, just before he was supposed to get in the plane and said, you know what, I think our team camp is not going to happen. You may not want to come. And he had said, do you know, he said, Steve, I just think I'm supposed to come. Even if I'm just serving firefighters, he said, I think I'm supposed to come. Two days later, I got a phone call from, from another camp on Vancouver Island. And they had heard that we had just cancelled our team camp. And he said, we're running a team camp right at the end of the summer. If any of your kids want to come, they could come down. And we sort of knew that people weren't going to travel 12 hours you know, for the week before school was supposed to start back, after the turmoil of what had been happening in our area with sort of evacuations and things like that. Um, so I said, the campers probably wouldn't come. I said, but do you need a team camp speaker? And he said, do you have one? And I said, I got this guy coming over from Ireland, and he feels he's supposed to come. He's a dynamic communicator. He said, I think he'll be great. And he said, you know, that would be awesome. And so we ended up, we ended up, we went down to that camp at the end of the summer. We took some more of our Irish staff down there. They got to serve at this camp. Uh, the team camp speaker was there. When I, when I talked to the director, he was like, he was like, he had had a really tough summer. He was exhausted. He was burnt out. He was going to have to be the speaker. And this was just a bomb from God. And you just saw all these wee things where God was just working. He was working. He was working. You know what he said? In the midst of the chaos, it was like, I've got this plan. I just want you to trust me. I want you to lean on your own understanding. I want you to acknowledge me. And you know, I've often wondered, what does that thing, in all your ways, acknowledge me? What, is, what does that look like? What does that actually mean? And I'll sort of have this wee picture. You ever been driving along in your car and you recognize someone else and you give them a wee wave and you go, hey! And they don't wave you back. So sometimes it's because they don't see you. Sometimes it's maybe because they don't want to wave back. <laughs> they don't want to acknowledge you. And I sort of have this picture. It's nearly like, imagine you're driving along and Jesus is over there driving in the car. And he's going, hey, hey, I'm over here. I'm here. I'm present in your life. I'm right here. You know, and he just said, I want you to acknowledge my presence in your life, that you're not alone. I want you to listen to what I want to say. And when you surrender to me, and it's just this invitation, it's recognizing God's presence in our life, listening to what he has to say, and then surrender unto him. And to me, that's what that, that, that means. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Recognize his presence. Listen to what he's saying. Surrender to him. And he promises, he says, I will make your path straight. I will make this way. I will make it work out even better than you could imagine. And you know, that was, that was our experience during the summer. God did that. God did that. It was amazing. One other, last wee testimony, which was really cool. When we were down at this other camp, it's down in Vancouver Island, um, there was a nurse family that were there who were doing some uh, nursing. There was volunteer nurses that come and sort of serve for a week. And we were chatting away to this nurse, got to know her quite well. Um, about, uh, about a month and a half later, she sent me this message. She had been at a school down in Vancouver Island, wee elementary school, and she came across this girl who was at school walking around with her Bible. And she says, do you go to church around here? And she said, no, I said, my, my parents don't go to church, but I went up to visit my grandma this summer, and we went to this camp called Echo Lake Bible Camp. And um, 
And they gave me this Bible there, and um, my cabin leader, she wrote in it. And she has been walking around for the last two months. She said it was the best week of her life. Doesn't come from a Christian family. Doesn't come from sort of that encouraging, nurturing environment that's there. But had encountered the love of Jesus that touched her life. And she's been feeding on the word ever since. Just her. Jesus living in her. Encouraging her. And we just thought, you know, we may never have known that. The connection between that, going down to Vancouver Island, her meeting this girl. This girl was up there during the summer. It's just a beautiful little thing. God does things like that. It's really exciting. Christian life can be so, so, so more exciting than the times we actually think. So, uh, so we things like that, it was just great. But, you know, it's just that encouragement. You know, that was our experience during the summer. But the, the truth of that is there for us all. You know, whatever the circumstances, whatever the situations, whatever's going on that maybe you don't like, that you don't understand, that you don't agree with. He invites us. He says, in the midst of all of that, he said, you'll never understand it. It's too big. But I'm in it. And I'm working in it. And I just want you to trust me. I want you to trust me that, that you know, I can work through this and turn it something into something beautiful in your life. If you'll trust me, if you'll acknowledge me, if you'll surrender, and then just watch. So, um, so... This, we're, we're heading into probably one of our busiest seasons now. It's just as massive. We've got like projects galore that are, are waiting. And like we still got snow there, so we have to wait till the snow goes and the ground, ground sort of dries up. We've got playgrounds we're trying to build. We're trying to do things like that. We've got a dining hall. We're in the process of trying to design and, and, and uh, get going on that in September. Uh, June, we sort of have school groups that are in. Probably from about the end of May right to when uh, summer starts, like we have groups that are in every day. Um, right until our summer program starts. So it's a very, very sort of like busy, manic sort of season that's sort of ahead of us. Um, and I know uh, with that, um, really value, really value uh, uh, your folks' prayers for us over there. So as we head into this, it's, uh, it's, it's dynamic, it's exciting, but we, we're, we're more and more aware that that's the only thing, that, that what makes camp successful, what creates life at camp is, is the body of Christ. And it's the body of Christ and it's people supporting, it's people caring, it's people praying, it's people serving, and, and all those things. And, and for most of you folks here, you'll never make it out there. Some of you might, even some older folks, you know, even coming out and working on a wee work project, thinking, hey, I could come out there for two weeks, I'm practical, I could do something like that. There's opportunities there, but it's like, like nurses, speakers, staff, cooks, maintenance people, all these, all these types of things. It's all trying to knit all those things together and providing a place where people can serve in God's kingdom, in God's church, in a different part of the world. So, uh, so, really appreciate our, our we, the we connection. Really appreciate the support that we get from uh, from Eden Grove. Really appreciate these opportunities just to come and share with you. I have a wee video here that just maybe brings a wee bit of life to it. It's just from from campers and from staff from last summer and their experience of camp and what it sort of means to them. Just to give you a wee taste. So.